I have six pages of notes. And uh, that, I think, is all we need to know getting into this episode of The Artenders. Welcome to another episode of The Artenders. Uh, I am Mac. This is Dan. Hello. And uh, this is the first time I've ever done the intro, so I'm a little nice. nervous about and, it. I'm but but you did it without a hitch. You didn't hiccup or anything Thanks, like that. Thanks, man. That Look, well uh, The Artenders is, is, is a show uh, where we review and consume and just keep ourselves practicing uh, in the field of art, specifically uh, theater and film, is something that we're uh, um, inclined in, right? But we dabble. So, we dabble. We dabble or in the other. We dabble in terms of looking at other things, and, and we things. also dabble in the having friends and other things. <laughs> um, <laughs> now we uh, today we are reviewing something that I know is very near and dear to Danny's heart, specifically. Yes, uh, in a way, and uh, I think in many ways. Um, and so I, I, I think hit the that mic. That's a fine. It, Oh, man, Already? Hold on. Okay. 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 Off on the front end, we have a couple things that we need okay. to address. So Go get ahead, get out get out the penalty board. The penalty board keeps track of all the penalties that we have accrued. So I already have one for accidentally bumping the mic at the top of this episode. Then I have uh, two that I'm going to also uh, obtain. So one of them is for on the Cowboy Bebop the movie episode. Uh, the character that is uh, the Native American, essentially, uh, I called him Sleeping Bull. His name is actually Laughing Bull, so I got his name wrong. That's a fine. And then and you're there was also, uh, we talked about uh, on the Uncharted episode. I don't know why I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable, but there. But Uncharted episode. <laughs> on the Uncharted episode, not charted. Uh, I referred to uh, Naughty Dog's uh, other series that is not, you know, Uncharted or The Last of Us or Crash Bandicoot uh, that they have made in the past. Uh, I was... Uh, then I brought up uh, Ratchet and Clank and uh, Sly Cooper, and they didn't make either of those, even though, but I don't think I, you know, sort of uh, gave myself the area to really, you know, work myself in with a mistake. Uh, the game that I was thinking of was Jack and Daxter. Completely wrong. I deserve a penalty for that. So now I currently have Sweet. four, uh, and Mr. Director Mac over here has zero. Yeah, we're doing a. Uh, Cowboy Bebop, the television show, and shit, I just forgot to mention one other thing. Uh, we're expanding expanding our penalty point uh, system oh, yes. where uh, if you also get the gender and or familial ties wrong for like a character or a person, then that'll also count as a penalty. I love how specific these are getting. This yes. makes, that makes me very happy. Yes. So yeah. that's also going to count as a penalty uh -huh. as well. Okay, And that would have counted against me. Yes, that would have counted against you a couple of times. Of yeah, it right. would have counted against me also like a couple of other times as well. So now we're going to keep ourselves, know. you know, more honest. Absolutely. Modest, if you will. Now, we're doing, yes, Cowboy Bebop, the television show, the live-action adaption that is on Netflix starring John Cho, Mustafa Shakir, and Daniela Pineda. And it is, it's a show that is based off of the anime <laughs> from, <laughs> from 20 ah, plus loosely. years prior, you know, uh, no, close enough, but also loosely. Yes. It takes its own stab into the cowboy bebop foray. I would say to do the its first own story. episode is very much the, the original anime. Yeah. And then and, it starts to branch. And there are a lot of episodes like that where it's, it's concepts or ideas or characters that are basing itself off of the original shows like Maria Murdoch, who is the, the eco-terrorist. And then you also have Perot LeFou. And um, then you also have uh, Whitney Matsumoto, who is who changed genders, you know, over over the course of the adaption as well as, you know, like different characters perform different roles. Shin and Lin, for example, Anna as well. Gren is, a, is another example. Uh, all these characters that have sort of uh, molded to this different interpretation of a very similar story. And now 
Look, I so like I finished watching the show like last week, uh, mm. in terms of in reference to when we are recording this presently. So my memory isn't going to be as great, but that doesn't make the show any less disappointing oh, of just Danny. a show in the first place. So. Mac, I, I'm gonna be on it. Like, I don't know where do you want to tackle this. Like, do you want to sure. like go with your thoughts first? Like, what what do you want to so, you know cons- you know uh, tackle here? I think first? The, the main thing that I want to say on the front end, Danny, is something that is really gonna piss you the hell off. Okay. Do you, do you have any guesses? No. I feel like you. I feel like you might know what I'm about to say. I mean, you're, you're probably gonna say that you thoroughly enjoyed this. Not show. thoroughly. I thought it was okay. I thought it was wow. Okay. I, I I didn't think it was that bad, and I think that a lot of the shit of it comes from one it being a very quickly made uh like netflix churnout type thing it, it felt very like um under rehearsed yeah it, it felt very rushed it felt very yeah. like let's just get the shit out there um i think i want to i want to echo that a little uh-huh, bit uh-huh, where specifically if you watch the fight choreography primarily in the like the first half of the season especially in the first episode that the fight choreography looks incredibly unrehearsed uh for the most part uh i don't know like i don't know the exact production schedule and the hiccups that the show experienced. I know at one point, like John Cho, who plays Spike uh, in in the show, gets uh, he gets injured during oh, really? the filming process. So the filming had to stop Do we know for an extended period of time. Uh, I'm gonna have to look into I'm, it. I'm sorry, so. Yeah, sorry, I I I've, I just have no idea. Well, I and, also was not prepared enough to oh, you know give okay. all the information. I mean th- that. And I will say on that, this is probably one of the uh, things we've reviewed that I know the least about. Like, I, I've done the least amount of research on outside of the show. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Partially because I, uh, you know, didn't necessarily have, like, all the time in the world, like, tr- trying to get together. But I think a lot of it is that I didn't necessarily, like, I wasn't very emotionally invested in this one. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wasn't in, in, I didn't necessarily, oh, this is going to sound mean, care. Um, that like how it was made I was more just because it was just so middle of the road like I think that this would be like a like a big F tier for you maybe we'll see but I, I think it might be like a like a medium for me and I think I think that kind of ties into why you might have thought that this was so absolutely abominable was because you have such close ties to it. You know what I mean? I think uh, so. I have to acknowledge that, yes, I've been uh, a fan of the original anime for an extended period of time that may be trickling into my overall opinion of what I think of this show. But I, I, I think, in my personal opinion, that the problems that I have with this show are largely unrelated to sort of the comparison of what the original show did. I think a good example is Faye's character, Mm. right? Faye's character in this adaption is completely different than from, you know, the the original version, right? The original version. Yeah. Yeah. The original version is a femme fatale, right? She uses, uh, like a, a sort of, uh, her um, sexual, uh, in, not interest. Um, the, the the word is is prowess. Sure. Yeah. Um, but she uses her attractiveness as a weapon. Yes, essentially. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, for for many many moments, as well as like still being you know a heart of gold, right? Yeah. Where instead in this adaption, it's less femme fatale, but it's more of 
you know, uh, talking uh, in a dirty sort of way, like like with a with a sailor's mouth, essentially. Right, right, but she right. still has that heart of gold, and how her character now explores the space is differently, right? How she yeah. explores her relationships is differently in the live-action right. adaption than uh, the original show. And I think a lot of people have a problem with this show's adaption of Faye, Probably because it isn't the Fae from before. Right. I actually have very little to zero problems yeah. with this show's adaption of Fae because I, I thought it served the story well, as well as I thought, um, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Gold medal to Daniela Panetta. I, um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Gold medal to Daniela Panetta. Because she was Landslide, the most. Because the, the what was good about this was, you know what? Even though maybe, sure, Fae is different than what I remember. Whatever. At least this Faye, this actor right here is listening yep. and responding and being alive at every single scene that she is in and and acting her ass off right. and like having very, Caring very clear shit. objectives yep. and very, very clear action and very, very clear. This is what I want and I'm going to get it. Right. And it it sort of showed itself very, very clearly and very, very well through the screen and so i have to appreciate that and give props to that even though this fey is very very different from the original show and like i said there are a lot of creative liberties that this show takes from the original there's very little i would say original pure original ideas mm -hmm. in this adaption very little yeah i agree uh and it uses a lot of the plot points and characters and concepts uh from the original right. as sort of like branching off points and they do their own thing with those and try to sort of turn them on their respective heads but in terms of actual originality in the world the show genuinely does quite little yeah um right. but with that being said they do sort of flip Faye on her head and i think it's actually for this show's betterment and i think daniela panetta's performance i i'm going to assume that i'm getting that name right daniela panetta's performance of that character I thought was really, really well done and should be credited as such. I don't think she was miscast. And I think no. if anybody has problems with the character, that's more of a writing issue as opposed to her casting and her performance. Do you think, uh, how much do you think was, uh, and I, you know, I'll just go ahead and go down the hole with you. If, if we, if we get points, we get points. Sure. Um, how much of it do you think was Daniela Pineda, Working against the script versus uh, working with the script. Does that make sense? We'll say that about a bunch of actors in this show. Yeah. And a bunch of just sort of B-plots. And a lot of it, too, is like there, there are not a lot of particularly great actors in this show. And while right. watching the show, right. I sort of realized to myself, wow, I am an actor apologist. I will yeah. find any sort of which way to not blame the actors. And like, look, in the show anyways. You always have been though. It's I true. always have been. I, I always I have I love been. that though. I love that about you. Seriously. I always have been. And but at the same time, like a lot of the characters, excuse me, a lot of the actors in this show 
uh, who primarily play like really small side characters yeah. are not particularly interesting or good. However, they're really, really hurt by the script and yeah. the dialogue. It's the dialogue that's specifically bad. I don't know if this is a sizzle surf, but maybe this is a sizzle surf. We're really just firing off on all cylinders I mean, right bam, now. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, this is, and I know we're sort of all over the place, so hopefully we can find some hey, cohesion no, at okay. one point later down the road. We probably won't. And <laughs> the sizzle service. I mean, it's a full series. I think a lot of the concepts that this show tries to deliver is they're all right. I think they're they're decent concepts. Sort of like sure. changing up that like uh, Katarina in the first episode also has a bounty on her head. That's a smaller thing. Or, for example... Oh, I didn't um, even notice that. Maria Murdoch um, is, instead of, like, changing everybody to, like, apes and monkeys, uh, is now, like, changing everybody to, like, trees, trees, right? right. right. Then you have, like, Whitney Matsumoto, like I said. You have, I think a good example is Vicious specifically freeing Perot LeFou and having Perot LeFou specifically hunt down Spike. I think that is conceptually good. Yeah. Um, I think the reinterpretation of like having Spike go under the the brain scratch equivalent episode, but we're seeing Spike live that sort of VR reality where uh, he keeps replaying the same event over and over again, where right. Julia is killed by Vicious, etc., right. etc. Et and I think like that was actually some of the better direction in the show for a show that lacked a uh, good direction at all. Um, but with that being said, I think a lot of the concepts were good. And I think what really killed this show was the dialogue and how crass the dialogue is and how gratuitous and how gross the oh, dialogue is and was trying to lean into the fact of like, yeah, I eat testicles. That's funny, right? Without purely understanding any sort of nuance or interesting intimidating intimidating factor for sure. any of these characters the fact that uh julia saying you're not man enough or something like that to vincent and right. that sets him off is just the lamest motivation it's it's just really bad well, stuff. you know what man i swear it is that is a lost art and i'm i'm gonna get on my soapbox real quick because that is something that's been pissing me off for years now. I swear, for some reason, dialogue has just been thrown out the window. And yeah. there, there's there been, like, we are in the age of concept television. We're in the age of concept stories, right? Where someone has a cool idea, and that's great. And that, honestly, there have been a really, lot of really, really, really cool ideas. Yeah. And that's good for y'all. But I am done. I am done with concept television that starts out with a cool concept and goes nowhere. We're just sitting in the concept for like 30 minutes. And then after the 30 minutes is over and the concept isn't cool anymore, we're just waiting for like an hour for the shit to be over for in movie instances. And then TV shows the exact same thing where like the first couple episodes are like, oh, cool concept. And then we're just like waiting for that shit to be over. And the problem with concept television, I'm sorry, I'm, I'll get off my soapbox soon. The problem with concept television, I swear to God, is that they're so freaking focused on the the concept of the story that they don't one care about the story and two care about the moments and the fact they don't care about the moments means the dialogue is garbage it's absolute horseshit and it makes me so mad like it, like so many shows and and movies you know what i mean though yeah. so many shows and movies and even plays so many plays that i have read and seen recently have absolute garbage dialogue right. and it 
and 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 the and the words they're choosing are not reflective of the characters, but they're reflective of the writers. That pisses me off. Does that make sense? Yes. The, yes. Uh, the um that that like the the words they're choosing are not specific to the personality of the human that they're playing. It's the human that is writing the words because they like the style of the words rather than the actual meaning of the words. Right. Um. It, it's it's it it's also like the poetry. There's no poetry anymore, and that drives me insane. Like you can. I feel like they're trying to make dialogue actor-proof, but it's like, okay, how about this? Crazy concept. Trust your fucking actors and actually give them like dense, interesting dialogue. Yeah. That's why I like Killing Eve so much. That's why I like Fee- Feeble Our Bridges so much. It's, and whenever I'm talking about like, oh man, she actually like she's one of the few people that I know that trusts the that trusts the actor. That's one of the things I'm talking about. She gives them witty and interesting and complex dialogue. Yeah, and no one. Freaking does that, that is both that is clear with action, but it doesn't leave the character, you know, having their objective, wearing it on their sleeve right. to show to right. everyone. There's some nuance somewhere, exactly. and also that some it's things not... are specifically left unsaid. Right, right. Like the character is making the specific choice to say these specific lines uh-huh. to get this specific. Thing they want instead of being super mm-hmm. duper generalized instead of like having you know spike tell julia directly i love you that is the least interesting right. choice that you can do right. or even sometimes with with physical action as well like sometimes you could treat physical action as its own form of dialogue mm, even having yes, yes. even having Faye hug jet and At you can the tell end. that Daniela Pineda, Pineda did that a lot. Where, like, she was kind of making her own dialogue at times. Yeah. And not, like, literally making new words, but I mean that she was... She was she was definitely adding. Yes. Yes. It's, she was it's okay. I'm, I'm giving you a visual. There you yes. go. Yes. It's self what? Self generating. Yes. That was that was the uh, visual gesture that I did for an audio medium, uh, <laughs> because I am good at what I do. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's fine. No, I, I I get what you mean though. It's it's it um absolutely drives me drives me up a wall, and that is uh, it's 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 the most frustrating part. And also, the thing that also makes it frustrating for me is that I think that acting and acting theory and talent and the way that actors uh, treat their craft is directly reflective of the work they're being asked to do consistently. Right. Yeah, I I say that's that's that that's makes sense, safe. right? Yeah. Now the problem is that. If you're consistently giving actors material that really there's only like one or two ways, creative ways, that you could actually deliver something and it still makes sense with the story. And then on top of that, like a director who's just right. not doing their job. Right. Then what freedom are you giving them? None. Yeah. Um, and, and it's sad because I'm either seeing really smart actors absolutely freaking hate the work that they're doing or I'm seeing just lazy ass actors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's it's one or the other and it and it makes me so sad because it's lazy actors that could be very good, but I'm sorry, I told you soapbox. It's lazy actors that could be good, but that aren't being pushed to be good because the material they're given is consistently so underwhelming and so boring. You know that, what I mean? That segues into vicious. <laughs> that totally segues into vicious. Okay, here's yes. the thing. Here's oh, the thing. and and oh, Julia. Here it is. Oh yes, yes, yes. Julia's worse. Julia's Julia worse. Julia is so bad. Okay. So well, because Julia is bad on all cylinders. Like every s- every moment, every everything. Yes. So this show makes the very specific choice of giving Vicious and Julia a lot more screen time, <laughs> right? The poor decision of giving them so much screen time. I don't think it's a poor decision right. per se. Prosecution. It could not have been more poorly executed. No. <laughs> <laughs> that I wish I was executed while oh, watching yeah. it. Okay? 
Oh, Danny, Danny, Danny. Okay, yes, here's 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 the thing. So I had a problem with Vicious in the original show because I did not find Vicious's actions properly. Nah, well, yeah, properly motivated, and I didn't. I don't think it was clearly conveyed how Vicious's actions then informed Spike of what you know he needed to do you know, throughout his corpus, right? Like, you know, for him, you know, for his grand, you know, story objective. Right? I, love, for the, what he I wants. love the imagery that comes with the word corpus. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I like, I always want to say corpus Christi. Right. Um, but yeah. like I corpus, I always, you know, whenever, whenever I have the image of like flowing, like blood, that's what the veins to say. Of the body. It's like, it, it, it makes it's, it's obviously the word body quite literally, but it, it makes it feel more ethereal and like yes. energetic. Does it make any sense? Yes. Sorry, go ahead. So go ahead. I'm okay with this show trying to shed a lot more energy information and a lot more clarification and a lot more exploration of vicious yes get get woke in this station throughout the nation and uh, so i i appreciate the show trying trying to do that as so much so that like i think it's a little bit helpful i don't think it should have been a whole entire episode but i thought it was helpful to have more flashbacks of spike and vicious Working, working together and being a yeah, team, yeah, yeah, conceptually, yeah. right? Perfectly fine with well, that. Well, I, I mean, like, okay if, we're, if we're talking about script analysis, it makes total sense that if you're like concept designing the show, or if you are changing some sort of aspect of the show, that you uh, that you look at the original series and go, "Wait a second, if that's our protagonist and that's our antagonist, why the hell do I not really know our antagonist?" Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. But just like you said, they yeah. went about it in the wrong damn way. And the and the thing is too, like the thing if you try to explore those characters a lot more is like they less become like themes or ideas that like haunt, you know, the characters that you're actually watching. And and now you're actively more seeing them. So the issue is that uh Vicious uh loses in every scene that he is in, uh he, almost every scene that he is in. So I think Specifically, the best example is Ooh. when he is trying to convince Mai, who is working in this factory. I, d I don't really understand what's happening. But yeah, Mai, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who is now working in this factory, and he wants her help to usurp the present syndicate heads, right? And then she requests for, for Julia to sing. Right, right in front of the both of them. And then, so I think part of it, it's it's this triangle of bleep that's going on. I think Alex Hassel's performance is not good. Uh -huh. And I think it's exacerbated by the poor writing. And I think that, that's, that, that's exacerbated vicious, right? by, correct, yeah. it's vicious. And that's exacerbated by the poor directing. Where sh my request, Julia, to sing. And then you have vicious Receiving and yelling out and even at other points to fearless, you know, like lacking yeah. any sort yes, of keeping yes, yes. a tight lid on anything. And so the thing is for scenes like that, he is always losing because right. every time he like rages out, he's losing the power dynamic in those scenes always. And I think just a better version of that character is like, yeah, everybody wants to work around him and work against him because they see him for an actually 
dangerous figure, but instead in the show, they see him for a pain in the ass, yeah. right? And that is a consistent thing right. that happens with Vicious's character, making Vicious a brat. Vicious is a brat and is annoying as hell and is annoying every single time he's on screen. Right. Because Correct. because the thing is about the original show's version of Vicious is that I didn't care about Vicious. Right. For this Vicious, I hate this Vicious. <laughs> right? Yeah. I didn't necessarily no, right. hate right, every right, time right. Vicious was, was on screen. Yes. I was more disappointed of like, oh, why yeah. isn't Vicious explored? And for this, I'm like, man, I really wish I didn't have this Vicious in front of me for right. half of this freaking series. Well, I, I feel like a lot of where the downfall came from is that the, and we really need to get more into this because I, I think this is the source of so many of the show's problems is that it really is held back by uh, the shadow of the anime. Um, and that's that's a thing that, that the show, yeah, is constantly like it, it battling is, against. Right. And I think the main problem comes from, like you said, there was a lot of decisions had, that had to be made early on. Like, okay, are we going to make it the same as the anime in this way or are we going to make it different? And, uh, and they, they went through a, a lot of different decisions, right? But the problem is they designed the show uh they designed the show to look like and feel like and sound like an anime show but it was live action yeah i don't think that's actually where it went wrong because i think it was pretty kind of interestingly designed in a lot of ways i think it looked pretty cool the problem is they designed the characters at the same time they designed the visuals does that make sense no so it, it it's it's more like they decided whenever they were designing the show that the performances were going to be animated performances as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So many times I was like, this is something that would look good in cartoon, but is not. And that really bothered me. It felt like I was watching, I was, I was seeing a person voice acting. Um, and that, that was frustrating to me. Um, I, I, or it felt like a person that was trying to, uh, exude the same energy or make the same choices that a drawing a fucking drawing would make um and i think probably and it's different stylistically they're two stylistically very different things now I, I think that 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 comes out most clearly for me and it was the most frustrating for me even though there were glimmers of hope in the uh in the character of jet black okay played by uh mustafa shakir we are not you know we we are in i wish there was a better word for this uh but we are in the minority uh -huh. for this it, what do you mean most oh, people, people love, love okay mustafa shakir's performance of jet black i like again like i said i like his design and i there were a lot of moments that i enjoyed yeah like for instance i loved all the stuff they got into with his daughter i yeah. thought that was really interesting i thought the Over the implement or rather the introduction of jet has a family i don't think it was well done but once again yeah. the concept i was like okay i'm kind of here for this right but as a director my ver my instinct for me personally is to think about jet in terms of spike and in terms of the story as a whole, and I think that all of the scenes in which he was supposed to be doing that, I think Mustafa Shakir was consistently being a, an animated character, and that was so frustrating. His just like, whenever there was lines where he was supposed to be giving like some sort of moral compass dad vibe, and he was just clearly playing this vibe, was so frustrating 
You know what I mean? Here's the thing, because a lot of people give him credit for essentially mimicking uh, Bo Billingsley's interpretation of the character right, in the right, original right, right, right. anime. And th- that's and what so, I mean by In and the so Shadow even of. Though, right, even though he has the voice down, yeah. the voice is actively getting in the way yes. of... Of yes, him performing yes. the action in the scene, yes, it's it is these this consistent roadblock for him yeah. that's preventing him from being a person. Right, but instead, the whole time because he is doing the voice, Shakira cannot balance the voice uh-huh. as well as pursuing his objective. You know, performing action and getting what he wants from the scene, and so what it ends up being is a caricature, right? Of and I, of a yes. character who should be really, really fleshed out. And, and I so think it does that's feel what like, I mean yeah. by the characters were designed is that the caricature was drawn by the director in the design room several yeah. months before they even cast this guy, and him being able to do the exact same voice was a sell and not a detraction. And I think that is what the problem was. It was not his fault. I think that that was the director's fault and i will be the actor apologist in this instance but we're gonna have to talk more whenever we come back after a word from our sponsor am i ready no i'm not ready mac because because nothing prepared me for the show for Kelly bebop yeah yeah well okay here's the dealio pal is I'm, I'm gonna start us off with this um i'm gonna try actively not to burp into the microphone okay I'm really thinking. Great work. Thank you. Thank you for that. It's just right on the tip. You want to get to the point? There we go. We're good. So um, this is the trap for me, right? And this is the same problem that I have with uh, a dear friend of ours. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and name drop them because it's only in a positive You love name dropping people who... Yeah, uh, who no one knows. No one here is going to know. His name's Diego. And the problem with Diego, folks, is that... Uh, it's very nice. He's very sweet and very awesome. kind. Awesome. So damn talented. There are talented. no problems with Diego. No problems. This is my problem with Diego, I guess, is that I am perfectly willing to watch uh, Diego BS and default. Like like default acting ability? Is yes. that what you mean? So like okay. if he like was not trying. instincts, yeah. Right. So like if he did no work ahead of uh, ahead of time and was just like messing around, uh, there are a lot of like 99% of actors. If I was directing them, I'd be like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I would, I would, you know, push them to go further and everything. Yeah. Diego's just so damn entertaining to just like to watch live that I don't care what he's doing. It's just so fun to watch. Right. Sure. I feel a little the same about John Cho is what I'm trying to say. Oh. John Cho, I felt like phoned it in quite a couple times, and most of the time, I was totally okay with it because I was like, you're just so fun. I think I think the thing is, perhaps phoning, phoning in has too negative of a connotation here. Sure, that's true. Because I think absolutely he was sticking to his instincts and right. stick, sticking to his guns, right, in, a, in that sort of fi- figurative sense. That's not necessarily a bad thing when it came to this character and this version's uh, Spike Spiegel, sure. right? Sure. I think I'm sort of like recontextualizing what you're trying to say yeah, yeah, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he was not pushed at all. No, no way. He was not pushed no. really by the writing too much, right? Yeah. Like not, not it, really pushed that, in that all, much. In all fairness, he also – there were plenty of times that I think that he could have pushed himself – and and didn't. Sure. Yeah. I sure. think that it was a lot of John Cho riding on that John Cho charm. 
But this is the thing. I'm such a sucker for that John Cho charm that I'm I'm willing to get over it. Sure, yeah. I, I think he does a good job with yeah. the show. I think probably a big reason why we haven't really brought up John Cho uh, when it comes to discussing the show is because John Cho is 110% not one of the problems. Yeah, not at all. With this show. Yeah. Like... Is he a little bit too old for the character of Spike? Sure, but, but like that never really even crossed my mind. It, it, it's that, more because but it's I know so John irrelevant. Cho. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's so irrelevant right. because like even when you're watching it, you don't even realize John Cho is in his late forties while you yeah. know filming. Like that's not even a thing that crosses your mind while that's watching. That's weird to that think show. about too. Yeah, and like listen, he does a great job for yeah. for the for the sort of container. That he is trapped in. And like it's a container that you know he cared very much about. And it's a container that he put a lot of strength and energy and love right. into. And you know and what? That's that a good looking fella too. I just want to throw that out there. It's the truth. Am I wrong? You look at me like I'm wrong. Am I wrong? There's no way I'm wrong. Look at the guy. Come on, Danny. It's the truth. I'm just gonna keep talking until you until you validate. I know. Me. I just wanted you truth. to sink out there in the middle of the okay, ocean. Okay, I'm not sinking. I'm f-ing floating above the water. Is what I'm doing. I'm, this is such a lukewarm take. I think everyone would look. Well, at yeah, John but Cho it's so irrelevant it. to anything. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> we were talking about his age for a moment. Well, I just right, to uh, also but, but point it, out. because I guess what I should have articulated better is that. This may not be most people's first casting choice because right. of like, right. I mean, even just strictly speaking, the age, the age, right? But uh, it's nice how irrelevant that is, right. right? And it was something that honestly, while I was watching the show, I wasn't even thinking about. At anyways. times, added for me to be honest. Yeah, there was a lot more like wisdom and like this tired nature yeah. of Spike that is like true to the character that worked really, really well in this show. For this show, yeah, there was version. a lot of well, you know, what exactly like this is just like awesome. how things are, like, and this is so just happy. how I'm gonna deal with it, right? And I don't have much of a choice in the matter. I could see a a mid twenties John Cho being a little annoying in this character, so I I'm I I, I liked all of it. Well, I mean, but it would also be a very different character. True, true. You know, John Cho thirty years ago is sure as yeah. shit not the same John Cho as now. True. We are not the same people from even one year ago. True. The the other thing is like he is uh I mean he still has the suave of the original Spike Spiegel, but at the time at, at at the same time he is um just so funny. John Cho is as like a human being. Yeah. So it's interesting to see him use those weapons with Spike whenever the original Spike even though Spike was funny sometimes in yeah. the in the anime that was not necessarily a character quality that I would have pointed to first. Yeah, and so much so that throughout the uh the version like this And similar to Faye too to be yeah. honest. Well and so that's what I'm going to bring up is that this shows essentially its version of Black Dog Serenade that was uh instead called you know I don't even know what it was called maybe it was a uh, dark side tango I think it was probably that I don't freaking know yeah it was dark side tango uh where jet is sort of like going and doing his own thing and then Faye and Spike are just stuck on top of the bebop trying to figure out what to do and it's the most boring b plot I've ever seen in my life yeah right where they're just stuck on the ship and they can't decide on which bounty to go and catch it ridiculously boring what saves it a little bit because it's not much because it's just bad yeah, but what saves it a little bit is john cho and danielle panetta it's them acting across from one another and responding to one right. another it's it's one of those few moments that um 
well, not even one of those few moments. It's just one of the many moments that are certainly aided by those two responding and being alive with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's briefly just uh, talk about the poor direction, and I know we've alluded to it many, many times. Um, this show was better directed in the second half, in my opinion. The Agreed. second half was directed uh, by Agreed. Michael Kittleman, I believe is pronounced. Yeah. Uh, still not good. But it's better because the first half, uh, and I, I guess, like, I'm really shooting myself in the foot. It's funny to think that while doing this show, like, sometimes we actively shoot ourselves in the foot when it comes to potentially working with anybody in the industry or whatever. But uh, Alex Garcia Lopez does the yeah, first some half. cojones just throwing these people under the bus like this. But go ahead. Go ahead. Because there's a thing called a Dutch angle. And it is... Oh, my Lord. That's hilarious. One of the... That is hilarious. Well, and like that, among other things, too. Not having a sense of pacing. Not pushing the actors at all. Not, you know, just simply telling the actors, hey, I don't care about what you feel. Yeah. I care much more about what you're trying to do to make to make the other character feel... Like, the right. character across from you feel something. Yeah. I don't care about what you feel. Like, that note could have saved so many scenes yeah. in the show. And instead, what happened was uh, somebody who didn't really participate in the actual directing of the actors, perhaps was uh, just directing in the sort of, like, cared a lot more about how the show looked uh, instead of about what was actually going on in the show. And so then you have a bunch of, like, these wacky shots and... of them are Dutch angles. And if you don't use Dutch angles well or effective, it looks incredibly contrived. If For those of you who don't know what a Dutch angle is, is imagine if you're, I guess this only really works as a video form, but you're looking at the video feed and you're looking straight on at Mac and I. Now imagine you move the camera just like two feet to the side, right? And then while you're having it still pointed at us, you bring the camera down sort of vertically on the y-axis, and then you tilt the camera up. And then that is what is called a Dutch angle. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that it's supposed to look like super duper stylized. Yeah. But the thing is, is that because it has been so overdone and because everybody thinks, oh, it's really stylized, it has become unstylized and really a lazy choice because what it says to me is, oh, you don't trust the visual design or even the acting or the character, whatever, in your shot. Right. Hence why right. you're essentially right. putting a hat on top of a hat when you're adding this Dutch angle, which actually doesn't enhance anything that is happening within the scene. There, um, A very similar thing happened uh, in the early 2010s, late 2000s, um, where a lot of filmmakers started, a lot of indie filmmakers um, whenever they were able to finally like afford really solid film equipment, what they started to do, like once they were finally able to uh, rack to focus and they were able to uh, control the focus to a certain amount of detail on their DSLR cameras or the cameras that they were able to purchase themselves, um, what they would do is every single shot they would sh- they would start out of focus and focus in on the on the subject and it just got so overdone that now it's like almost a commercial thing like like it, it's it's really only done for like photo shoots now because uh, uh it's just not um 
it's so overdone and and uh, regular. It's boring now. Now, uh, um, something that I was going to say though on your whole Dutch angle thing is, my question to you is this: Do you think that we would still call that a Dutch angle if that exact same shot, frame for frame, was drawn? I think. It's, Would it's you call much, it a Dutch angle drawing? It's less. I mean, yeah. What? What? I mean, what? I'm hold on. I'm confused. You would still call it a Dutch angle, all the same, because regardless of whether or not it's drawn, it's still directed, and the shot is still the shot, right? Sure. Whatever, however you want the shot to look within a space that you have created, that's just what the shot is going to look like, right. regardless of whatever. Like if it's drawn with you know the most art, you know, beautiful art, or if it's like stick figures, right. it's still going to be a Dutch angle because it's just a matter of how the shot itself in the frame is constructed. It doesn't sure. matter right it's just a lot more apparent also when it's when it isn't animated and when Uh it is like actual human beings right because because the thing is too with with plenty of animation is that something that you have to consider is like budget when it comes to like actual animating of the characters and there are only so many like frames that are worth drawing for yeah essentially yeah i mean the more frames you draw for it's just going to cost more money. Like right. while I was editing the uh, Cowboy Bebop session tier list video, which you should go watch on our YouTube you page. You should because it bops. Go ahead. Oh, that was wow. Cowboy Bebop. Wolfs. Okay, please don't. And then what I noticed was, oh, there are like five frames or – and we noticed this while watching uh, the original Berserk yep. uh, anime as well. That's just like, oh, there are a lot of frames that are just – reused and reused and reused and reused again and again and again i'm sure in order to preserve time and cost yeah the the thing that makes it that is different about something that's live action is that like you're always going to like whatever how many frames you have is not going to change any sort of cost per se Right. right so like let's say a shot is you know two seconds right so then it's 48 frames and then you only have like maybe three animations for those two seconds, yeah. right? And so that's how many, that's how much, you know, 48 divided by three, whatever. That's how much you're allotting to. Where you have an actual person in that frame, I know I'm really sinking into the weeds you, here. You're right. But, but an actual person there, like they're just acting, they're just being, like it doesn't cost any more to them to wave their arms around or do wacky faces right. or anything. I can't even remember what the original point was. You should really just shoot me in the face because no, I just no, got no, lost no, it's okay. in the weeds No, I, I, but I'm, I'm starting to wonder like would this show – because I know that like standard – The Dutch angle point. What was the Dutch angle point the that Dutch you were trying to get to? The Dutch angle point was uh, that I um, – I don't think that it is as weird the, the, the like the consistent Dutch angles in drawing or in animation yeah, I agree. because the Dutch angle and, and and what I meant originally whenever I said like is that still a Dutch angle is that the Dutch angle is uh, used to imply stakes intensity panic most often and so I uh, or 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 sometimes even just like intense focus yeah. right. And I don't think that's necessarily what it implies in animation. I don't okay. think it's the exact same thing. It could mean a lot different things. But in live action, it always implies that. So whenever we're consistently getting it, it 
it makes me feel the same thing over and over again until I don't feel it anymore. Exactly. Whereas in animation, I am able to have a new experience each time yeah. with that weird Dutch angle. It's just thing. straight up not used correctly. Right, is right, thing. right. And, and it's yet another example of things that don't translate and that the animation is holding back. You were also talking uh, briefly in, the, in our intermission about um, an, another thing that was held back um, by living in the shadow of the uh, of, of of the of the former animation. Well, it's a big thing is that this show doesn't. I think I alluded to this also in the first part. The show doesn't have any original storyline. Uh-huh. Period. I would have much rather seen an ep- at least an episode where it has. Like an actual original story that is devoid of anything from the original show. Any, everything is like some sort of reference or some sort of illusion, some sort of XYZ when it comes to the original show. And so then this live action adaption is forcing itself to be compared to the original show. So like, yes, I'm fine with the reinterpretation of Whitney Hatsumoto, right? Yeah. I'm fine with uh, instead having Vicious letting out Parolafu. I'm fine with that. But, like, if you're going to keep bringing up these characters and keep bringing up these storylines, then you're consistently going to compare yourself to the original show. Like, original characters like the Iron Mink, for example, who was a bad character anyways, and Santiago, who was also a bad character anyways. Uh, fun fact, which I'm sure you noticed, is that both characters are super-duper sexual mm-hmm. um, because, you know, that'd be funny, I guess, uh, even though it's not used effectively at all. Uh, anyways, but... Like, it's always going to be in the shadow of the original show. And so because of that, the, this adaption has nothing to stand itself on. Mm-hmm. It's forcing itself to be compared to the original. And and it never explores its own ideas. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a pain in the butt to watch. You also said that the second half was better directed than the first half. Yeah. What for you was the pivot point? Because for me, I would have to say that the uh, that Galileo Hustle um, for me was the was the first episode that actually elicited a minor emotional response for me, where I was like, I think I actually care about this. Good, like yeah. good for them. Um, and 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 obviously it was because of it was a Daniela Pineda like driven episode. Yeah. Uh, and 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 that was interesting. That was also the episode where you have. Like an actually well executed bit in the show where you have Jet phoning in to his daughter's oh, recital. So good. And so he it's just how this device works where he's physically in one space, but he's like viewing into another space. Right. And so he's physically is not the right word, but like he's not visually per se in the space that he is physically in. Right. say that so like, what's happening right behind seeing him, what is in exactly and so what's happening right behind him is spike is like fending off against 20 different dudes at once. and that's funny and it's actually a well-done bit yeah, so right. they're like stuff like that where yeah. it's like okay that's that is well shot that is well paced yep. that is well done thank god finally and there was also like less of a usage of dutch angles i mean there just was that's true there just was significantly less yeah i think once i said it a little it bit too one of the better episodes was binary two-step which was the brain scratch equivalent where spike was sent under and i think the visual design of that episode was really really neat how the more and more he repeated in that vr that 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 world that he was stuck yeah. in that 
colors got more saturated and it became more of just like a blob blurry painting that he was like experiencing and, and living in. I thought like that, like a very simple and like not a crazy choice, right. but like a well done one. And that is a choice that like, I think has some artistic merit to it. Right. Right. And um, so a lot of the show at the first half is devoid of that. And I think that comes back to the show I have to say is designed really pretty well. Like they, like um, in terms of the cinematography, in terms of the lighting and the color choices. I got to stop you like on that. the cinematography there. I mean, okay. Not necessarily like, you know, the Dutch angles. One. I'm, I'm talking about purely the, uh, the shot composition. Scenic design. Scenic design. Sure. I'm talk- I still disagree with the shot competition composition part. In, in, in what way? I mean, with, I mean, like you said, I mean, the, the Dutch angles, way and it was it was better explored in in the second half but it felt very contrived of sort of like action sequence that it didn't leave a lot to desire for the actual character storytelling and i don't think uh the direction trusted the actors okay okay sure you know yeah but but by shot composition i mean the way they filled the frame um, okay. So the, it was more it's like the thing. it looked pretty, but like that was that's it. all I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It, but it, it's it more, didn't help the story. Is help what story. I'm trying to say. You're correct, and I completely agree with you there. Um, I, I mean though that uh, something that I found really interesting is that the uh, the original show, although it was aware of its settings and its surroundings and its locations, um, it didn't necessarily like bother too much with them because the subject was always such uh the the middle of the frame such the the most the 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 priority in the each each frame which i understand why that is and everything but it was kind of cool in this um because there was so much more room for establishing shots and whatnot that it really did i Whenever we were in the deserts, I felt the desert a lot more. Whenever we were in space, I felt the space a lot more. And we didn't; it didn't feel like we were in urban environments as much as we were in the anime. It it, it felt like the, uh, like I really liked the the way they use saturation in the desert. Like it it, I, I it really did it for me. Okay. Yeah, I I I liked the way they used setting. Fair enough. Again, only in an aesthetic way. Yeah, um, because in a storytelling way, way, this bombed. It bombed all across the board. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I also have to. I want to say really fast too that, um, in terms of like runtime, this is like around ten hours or so, and the original show was around like thirteen hours ish, twelve hours ish or so. Right. Interesting. So, but what's interesting is that like, what I was experiencing too, was even though it's comparable length of show that you're watching per se between the two because the original show is 26 different episodes, 24 different sessions. What is actually happening is a lot more character development because it's, it's a lot more like individual stories and experiences that these characters are going through as opposed to 10 different episodes. And one of them is a flashback, 10 different episodes. Yep. And so of characters exploring, so it actually gives characters less time than more episodes, but shorter episodes. It gives them less time to actually develop with one another. So like Galileo Hustle, when you see Faye, um, you know, watch that, uh, the beta tape, as it's called, uh, or the VCR, whatever the hell it is in this show. Uh, Yeah, in this show it's a VCR. Like I actually felt 
that was less earned. And then I also, eh, well, yeah, a little bit, but more so like the relationship of the crew where I felt a lot of that was much less earned. And I was like, oh, because there's a lot less space in between episodes for me to sort of fill in my own story of how this crew is growing together. Mm -hmm. And so like, it's just, yeah, the show has less actual character time for the characters to grow with one another, as opposed to, yeah, like Faye is with this crew in this version less than, you know, the original version. Let's talk about Julia. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just, I'm trying to fire off on cylinders because we are, we are rushing to the end and it's been a crazy fast episode because there's so much to discuss. That's the issue with television shows sometimes is that there's a lot to tackle and we're not going to tackle everything. uh, Okay. Then let's talk about Julia. Julia's garbage. Next. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's just, Oh god, it's abysmal. It hurts my but heart because but, Okay, yeah. Oh, because what? No, 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 yeah. because what? I was trying to get to like Neat. a specific point. Um yeah. I did not like this performance in one single regard. I mean, I don't think that the act actor was necessarily helped by the writing, but I I don't think that uh, there there was just so much uh model acting in terms of just like staring off into into the middle distance and it bothered me that most of the time most of the time what we would get in terms of like scene or development was not actually development it was just to check in like ooh what's happening with julia still sad all right back to the story and it like it didn't actually nothing actually happened every time we went to julia i was expecting for nothing to change by the end of the scene i'm upset at the writing of the show because even though like julia performs a lot of action at the end for like yeah actually no for nine episodes julia is a victim correct and so removes any sort of agency yeah that her character has and so what that and i'm not saying like people can't be in that position but um, oh God, now I got myself lost in the weeds and I lost my train oh, of thought okay, okay. and this is no, really it's, bad. It's, it's, it's that you're correct. It's that, um, but she it's like doesn't have any agency. But it's like compared to the original character, and... like the original yeah. character does have a lot, a lot of agency and this one is, is a, is a victim a lot of the times and you're, so what you're doing is that you're actively taking away agency from this character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, not to say, like, I think there are plenty of people who, when they're in a, a, a relationship with a lot of domestic abuse that like of course they are going to be the victim but it felt like there was very little like action from this character and I think like there was very little nuance to her experience I don't know like I'm I guess I'm, tr- I'm trying to tackle I'm trying to figure this out in real time hence why I think this is coming out really really poorly uh, and no, no, it is, it is, You're it is. Okay. Uh, okay. I think, yeah, I think this is coming out really, really poorly. And I guess I have to figure this out more, but I think the biggest problem is that in comparison to the original show, Julia loses a lot of her agency. And I think that is bothersome. And it felt like her being a victim wasn't a strong choice, but a safe choice. I think is I think it's uh, this because well, it, it, it was it's, and it was the laziest choice right. in order to progress 
you know, vicious being vicious, no pun intended. They they wanted for they wanted to have some brand new fantastic magical take on Julia, and they wanted to make uh, to bring our focus more to Julia, and they wanted us to watch Julia more. We can agree there was a lot more Julia in this than there was the anime, right? Yeah. Here's the problem: they also didn't want to branch from the story, yeah. so they weren't going to write anything new for Julia. Yeah. If you're going to add three, four, five times more screen time for a character, you should probably write some more story for them. Or else we're just going to sit there watching them feel for a while, which was not, you know, like not nice to the actor. But also, I do think that if you gave some of these scenes to, uh, you know, an actor like Daniela Pineda, who does self-generate, then it, it... there could have been a couple moments, but they gave it to an actor that didn't really, uh, didn't really do anything with it, right? Yeah. So we just sat in the fields for such a long time. And how many times I have to hear one character say, I just went out of the syndicate. This is my ticket out of the syndicate. It's like, goodness, I know. We all know what you're going after, pal. Yeah. I don't need to know anymore. Can you show me a couple like types of action, the yeah. ways in which you could get that? Yeah. I, I guess that that's the biggest thing is that like, even when people uh, are victims, wow, we are so past two minute warning. I'm so sorry. That's the point on me. Fuck. Oh man. It's, but, but like, I guess point being is that like when people are victims, they still find their own ways to have some sort of action. And it's very specific action. And I don't see, I guess I just don't see a lot of action that uh, uh, <laughs> this version of Julia does. Okay, listen, the show's not good. Don't watch it. Just watch the original, then watch the movie. Like, it's really... Yeah, save your time. It's it's sad. It's legitimately it sad, even though there are yep. some highlights because of some particular people. Also lowlights. It's not It's not Most worth the time, it's is not. the thing. Uh Yes, I I apologize. I also want to say I apologize because I think some of the Julia stuff I think is is poorly communicated. I think I I definitely have some. Oh, let me just say I definitely have some blind spots there. I got to figure out and articulate those better, and obviously learn That's better okay, and like man. and like how to approach yeah, characters sure. and the writing of those characters when they are in you know really really awful situations and how they could find the action and i just felt the sort of correlation between the uh her being a victim and and legitimately being a victim and the action that she takes i don't think was a just one and i don't think is a human one and i don't think the show did julia herself justice sure. per se sure. and just making her a crime boss at the end was a lazy and weird and unmotivated right. choice yeah there's there's ways that you could have given her more power sorry that it took so it's okay buddy now uh and, and, and it deserved to take long now the um the thing that we're viewing next week ready yeah uh get ready we're going on a date mister a date going back to the movie theater sir again i know i know i, I you're gonna hate it and guess what we're seeing brother huh the batman <laughs> 